Welcome to Merrickville. Great to have your company, Sydney. Great to have Justin Hamilton back in the studios with me this afternoon. Welcome Mate, back, Hamo. I got so excited about coming in. I went and caught up with my personal trainer. I pumped some iron. I got right onto it, and I'm in such agony now. I'd like to apologise to every athlete that I have judged for taking roids because <laughs> I could really use some at the moment to get me through this. <laughs> in this hour, we are going to hopefully be speaking to a guy who's lined up on the George Street uh, entrance to the Apple Store 10 days out from a possible launch of a phone. We'll be calling him on his Nokia to see <laughs> what, what the effort he's actually doing there. We'll be talking about artificial intelligent robots and how they can pleasure us sexually. And up next, we're going to have a chat about a brand new movie about frightening people in your IT department. Oh, no, sorry, uh, no, the movie It. 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 Sorry, I thought it was the nerd. This nerd is Merrickville. 104.9. Triple M. Hamo, mm. I know that you have been out to see the new um, movie It, or the, the it's the... Remake. The remake. Remake of the miniseries. And it's a Stephen King novel originally, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Stephen King novel. If anyone's thinking of reading it, make sure that you don't read it in bed unless you have someone who can help you with the concussion protocol. Because if you get a little bit tired and let that massive tome hit you in the face, you are going to be out for weeks. It is huge. Yeah. Okay. Because it's basically, it's about terrifying clowns. Yeah. It's it's about a terrifying clown called Pennywise. Okay. Just before, which of course the band named itself after Mm. that clown. Now, uh, just before we get to that, just a quick warning locally here for people in Sydney. Mm. Uh, apparently, there's a Sydney clown purge on mm. at the moment. It's going to hit Sydney as a result of this movie, It. Now, right. the following suburbs have been identified as targeted areas. Crestwood, Rouse Hill, Kellyville, The Ponds, Blacktown, Rudy Hill, Penrith, St. Mary's, Emu Plains. Right. No Bellevue Hill in there. That's strange. <laughs> right. Maybe um, we can add it. So just uh, a, well, a what's, quick what's w, WTF is a, uh, a clown purge? Yeah, I like. I have no idea. What is it? That you, do you do you drink some uh, confetti and some water, and then the next day you, you, you do a sparkly crap? Is that a is that a clown purge? Is it like Metamucil? You know, it is. Yeah, you, you have something, uh, and then all of a sudden you poop out a tiny bicycle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a tiny little bike that comes out no. your bottom. Oh, that would it's, be amazing. It's, it's basically stopping listening to any advice from Pete Evans. That's what it is. Oh, that's right. a, right. a clown, no, what's a clown purge? No, a clown purge. It kicked off in America. Um, I think it was in South Carolina that mm. there were all these reports of of people dressed as scary clowns. Trying to lure That's right. people into kids into the woods. So right. it was a bit more sinister over there. And then it's made its way to Australia. And, and I think it was last year, basically, there it's, were just people just dressing up as clowns. And terrifying people. And scaring the yeah. living crap out of people. Yeah, that now, is so offensive to clowns, seeing other people dress up in clown face. That is disgusting. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? You've got to be careful. It's, Mate, I mean, exactly. Harry it's, Connick Jr. is exactly. not impressed. Harry yeah. Connick Jr. has flipped out. Mate, he, uh, oh, he can't. But, he, but the Australian one isn't as sinister as, as what was going on over in America. If, They've said they're going to do when they say they're coming back. Right. Yeah. They're not. It's not just going to be at random. They're going to be doing stuff on Halloween. For okay. us, this well, is be sort careful of a because here's the thing: you scare people, you confront people like that, right? And you you terrify them. Their reaction might be physical and. And it might be violent because I mean, are you terrified? We're not somebody? encouraging that. No, yeah. I'm just saying. But look what happened when George Columbaris oh. was confronted by a clown at the football. <laughs> oh yeah, he attacked him, mate. He attacked that clown, mate. It would have been uh, that would have been heaps better if that was an actual clown because when he punched him, it would have gone <laughs> and that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And then he wouldn't be up on charges because everyone would say, oh, well, that yeah. was adorable the and funny, it was a clown. The funny thing is, though, George Columbaris, if he was to go and punch a clown, he'd yeah. be punching them in the kneecap. So <laughs> right. only add to the mirth right. of it all. At the top of that massive shoe. But uh, <laughs> I, I used to share a house with a clown. Uh, I used to, a, a woman who was a professional clown, we'll call her clowny queen of bongs. And it used to be one of the most terrifying things of my life is I'd get up and I'd go do things in the morning and then I'd come home and then you'd find five clowns sitting in your lounge room oh. Performing for kids, all handing around a bong that is covered in makeup, and they oh. look at you as if to say, "Do you want some?" And it's like, "No, no, no, sorry, I've got to go upstairs and set myself on fire because this is terrifying." <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of clowns. Look, let's let's the let's the clown purge, right? right? Sydney clown purge. I've given you the suburbs. If you see these people, they're just trying to terrify you. Let's get on to. <laughs> they're just trying to terrify you. Don't, don't worry about don't, it. Don't be worried about. It. Let's move on to uh, the movie. It you've oh, seen yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So it's about Pennywise. Yes. It's based on the Stephen King novel. So the, 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 the novel is massive, right? And it's set in two eras. It's with uh, the young uh, kids who grow up in the town of Derry. And then it's those kids when they're older. And they've made a really smart move. They've only set this movie with the kids. 
So it's set in the one era, and I tell you what, it's like watching the movie Stand By Me with a terrifying clown in it. I've always wanted to see that because Stand By Me bored me. Right. You know, it's (laughs) just like, oh, you're on the railway tracks. Here comes a train. Who cares? Right. Somebody kill River Phoenix. He'll he'll do it himself. Right. But if that that train had been driven by a clown, you're you're on board, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and also it has a bit of a feel, and I don't know if this is deliberate, but it felt a little bit like Stranger Things, the Netflix show. And I think that's because they tapped into some similar tropes. Yep. But uh, I thought the movie was pretty good. Yep. Uh, I didn't find it that scary. And I used to be terrified of clowns. And I think maybe I've outgrown that fear Ooh. as a 44-year-old man. That's good, good work, Camo. Well done. <laughs> I love the way you've taken steps forward in Mate, your advancement of being a human being. I might even get my license. But... <laughs> oh, let's not get hysterical. Yeah, yeah. But uh... <laughs> uh, but for a little mini clown car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for exactly. Little, for a little dodge. So were you terrified of clowns as a kid? Oh, yeah. I was I was really scared of that. Is that your scare thing? Your, your scare thing was, was clowns? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was a good. So there's something, you know, being raised on, you know, I read It as, yeah, a, yeah. as a teenager. And, uh, and then, you know, John Wayne Gacy, who was the serial killer who used to dress up as a clown. And let's just be honest, who hasn't been to McDonald's when Ronald's turned up and thought, there is something dodgy with that guy trying mm. to give me some fries? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not me. I've never felt that. I was just like, give me some fries, right? Oh, no. Man, mum brought me up never to take fries from a clown. So <laughs> I doubled down on that. I like the fact that you've carried, that you had an adult. How, how old do you reckon you were before you stopped being afraid of clowns? I reckon it was genuinely around the age of 30 when I came home for the 27th time to find Clowny Queen of Bongs with all of her friends, and you just couldn't be scared anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was done. Yeah. It was over. Therapeutically, she'd moved you through that. It was cathartic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think she meant to, but, no, but, uh, she, did, but she did. Yeah. That's incredible. I'm fascinated because I, 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 when I was a kid, I was afraid of the dark, as a lot of kids were. But right. I, I reckon, I'm not even, I don't mind admitting this. I reckon I was scared of the dark. Like, I was uncomfortable moving around in the dark in my own house. Right. Into, into my late teens. Yeah, right. Early, early 20s, 30s. Until I was married. Right. Until, after, <laughs> until my children told me to stop being scared of the dark. But, but when your children started saying, can you get out of bed? I need to sleep for school tomorrow. <laughs> dad, dad, stop standing near the light. It's creeping me. Dad, yeah. dad, take the light, nightlight out of your mouth. You, you're not right. Why are you eating it? <laughs> He's on a light I'm diet. Scared. Can I stay in your room? <laughs> dad, get out. Seriously, you've got to grow up. But I want to open up the phones because I'm fascinated by this. One triple three five three. Do you have a childhood fear? As an adult, like yeah. that retention of, of, of fear. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not afraid of, uh, when I was a kid, I was terrified of werewolves. For some reason, I was all, that was always the scary thing. Not werewolves. vampires, werewolves. Used to, that right. was in my mind as a child. I was terrified of werewolves and the dark. But like. Oh, I hope it, you've never been to a bear nightclub then. <laughs> Because that would be bringing all the and fear I'm back. I'm terrified of, of werewolves, the night, and glitter. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and people who care for other human beings. So I'm terrified of being yeah. nightclubs. Gl- uh, glitter, otherwise known as uh, burlesque herpes, as uh, <laughs> someone, as a friend once told me. <laughs> one, tr- one, three, one, what's it again? One, triple, three, five, Thank three. Thank you. One, triple, three, five, three. you been giving out this number? Ah, you forget these things, trust me. One, triple, three, five, three. Do you have a childhood fear as yep. an adult, or maybe even as an adult, that you've just recently got over that childhood yeah. fear? And it might be the dark, it might be clowns, it might, might be, be an water on your face. Fear. Yeah, yeah, it could yep. be. It could be um, Chinese water torture. Yeah, and maybe yeah. that was your mm. irrational fear. A paleo diet, like all of these things. One, two, three, five, three. Give us a call. Yeah, that's a bloody awesome song, Liam. That's mm. lights out by Royal Blood. That was really good. Bloody awesome, wicked song, I'd say. In fact, you yeah. never believe that Mez like plans the outs from songs, would you? Have like, just the way <laughs> no. it just flows so naturally. No, I, I like cool. it. It's, you know what it is? It's it's genuine. It's full mm, of emotion, yeah. and it's in. And what I also liked is I could tell by the way you were speaking, you were really working hard not to swear. I'm not gonna lie. This is a fact, and Liam has to admit to this, right? Yeah. The le- the less work I try. At being a good radio host, yeah. the better the show rates. Yeah, it's, exactly. The show's currently rating its ass off, yeah. and yep. it's because I'm not trying. <laughs> yep. If okay? you're listening at the moment, uh, keep bringing people in. We want to go out on a high. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or just go high. Just yeah. go high. Tell well, a I friend. Mean, I mean, if you've got a friend. Yeah. <laughs> tell a friend. <laughs> Where is that friend? And uh, I'll be out the front in half What an was hour. the phone number again, oh, Miss? Sorry. One triple three five three. See, I told you. No, and yep. I didn't even do it properly before, and we've got dozens of calls. So what does that say? <laughs>
that they've called you. the wrong number. The, the worse you are. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to sell a lot of pizza. All right, it's Hamish and Andy. <laughs> okay, let's get to some calls. We're talking about fears that you've had as a child that you've carried over into adulthood. Hamo was afraid of clowns. Fair enough. Yeah. They're, they're creepy. Uh, we've got Shannon in Quakers Hill. Hello, Shannon. There you go, mate. Good, mate. All right, what was the, what was the childhood fear that you've carried into adulthood? Mate. It's one of the earliest memories I've got. I'm petrified of ants. Petrified of ants? Yeah. It, 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 like, are you, you are you petrified of them because there's so many of them and they could? Uh... Yeah, there's, there's never just one. Yes. There's never just one. That's a good point, it's, actually. Yeah, it sounds like at the moment he's currently got his head in an anthill. So <laughs> I, I think he's down there taking out yeah. a whole lot of the arseholes uh, that are scaring him. But uh, yeah. no, I get that because you, you never just see kind of one roaming around. As soon as you see one, then there's that trail that seems to come from some hole that you never knew existed in your wall. And then suddenly, boom, it's happening, right? 100%, man. They're but, creepy as. But Shannon, are you talking about, what about like, like tiny, literally like piss ants, like tiny little ants? Or are you talking about like bull ants? No, I'm talking like any ads. When I was when I was young, it's like the earliest memory I've got. I was in my speedos, cruising around in my speedos, and I sat in an ant's nest and just got covered by the little tiny black one. Oh, and, holy moly! Oh. Man, that is terrifying. Like oh. I I had a situation like that once, but it just turned out you shouldn't eat mushrooms in the Adelaide Hills. Yeah, but exactly. it is. <laughs> That yeah. is some scary stuff. Yeah. And the thing is, Hamo got an echidna and got it to clean it all. Okay, <laughs> we've got Look, to bath. Thank you, Shannon. There was nothing <laughs> sus. <laughs> Mate, nothing sus. Nothing sus. Surely there's a cure to Shannon's uh, fear, though. Was that? It's a magnifying glass on a sunny day. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I was going to say, can of petrol in a box of matches. Oh, but... well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Ants apocalypse. Oh, got Susie online. Hello, Suze. Hi, how are you guys? How are you going? Really? Love the show. Oh, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thanks for being on. I love it's a giggle on the way home. It's awesome. Oh, good on you. You made my day. Now, you've got a, you, a rational, not an irrational fear, but you've got a fear from your childhood that you've carried into being an adult? I have. My mother thought when I was seven years old, it'd be a great idea to take me to see Jaws. Oh, <laughs> oh what? That is a terrible <laughs> idea. No. Yeah, it is. So, so what was... I used to lay in bed of a night and yeah. I was too scared to get up and go to the toilet, so I was scared that Jaws was under my floorboards. Yeah, well, you don't know. Like, you just don't know. And what, what was the inspiration for your mum to think that that was a great idea? Uh, she and her twin sister really wanted to see it desperately and they couldn't find a babysitter. Right. So the inspiration was, ah, <laughs> oh, well, look, we really want to see the movie. And you know what? I love my daughter, but uh, why doesn't she stay up late at night yeah. with this music running in her yeah. ears? I mean, It's only MA. Who cares? I mean, we could get to a matinee or we could have childhood trauma. No, let's get... We'll have childhood trauma. She'll be all right. <laughs> Susie, <laughs> Susie will shake it off as an adult. No. No. Susie, do you swim okay. now or are you scared to go out into the ocean? Um, I can paddle my feet, but just to reinforce that fear, they really Sharknado, so it's all right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow, imagine if you're afraid of wind patterns as well. Oh, two fears well, combined. Well, there's, sorry, and, the Florida did just have to... Florida did just have to warn its residents not to shoot, shoot. at yeah. the hurricane yeah. over yeah. there. So. Yeah, Poor Sue. Cool. She probably turns over the channel and sees a shark tank and then has a nightmare. <laughs> but for different reasons. <laughs> oh, no, I'm watching Shark Tank. Uh, let's get to Shane in Tarmore. Hello, Shane. How you going, buddy? Very good, mate. All right. What's your uh, what's your fear from a childhood that you've taken into being an adult? Um, you might probably remember me from a couple of years ago, but it's paddle pop sticks. Yes. Oh yes! my god. Yes! Oh. <laughs> Hang on, I've I've got to know what 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 is it about uh, paddle pop sticks that put the fear into I you? I don't know. It's just the thought of it, like the paddle pop sticks, skewers, toothpicks, anything. Like I've got a three year old nephew who he'll chase me around the house oh. with a paddle pop stick. And I, I can't, like, I'm getting sweaty hands thinking about it now. And, and Mez, can, he can vouch for me. I am yeah. actually scared of him. He's seen it firsthand. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, we've had him in for proof. For proof yeah. yeah, proof of the game. Like, terrified of paddle pop sticks. Okay, well, I'm, amazing. I'm fascinated. Can you eat a paddle pop or can you no. kind of get about halfway through and then you have to ditch no. it? No, I can't even think about somebody else holding a paddle pop stick. Okay. See, here's, here's the terrifying thing. As yep. a child, Hammer, maybe you, like most people, we had terrifying people that were warned about in the news, right? Yeah. Mr. Baldy. Oh, Mr. yeah. Mr. Stinky. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he had the paddle pop line. Oh, mate. Um, yeah. Man, I'd never go and see Dave Callan perform live. You will have a nervous <laughs> breakdown. But, uh, 
Man, are you are you are you afraid when you go to uh, the doctor and the, the doctor wants to put a tongue depressor in? I've, I've told the doctor. Well, my doctor knows not to come near me. I, right. I flipped out when I was about ten years old and said, if it's going to come near me, we're going to have big drama. What about if it was a plastic one? What if you got a tongue depressor? No, plastic's plastic? fine. See, I remember when I was at primary school and they paddle pops brought out the plastic sticks. Yes. I thought it was the greatest time of my life. <laughs> I was yeah. chewing on them, thinking I was buying paddle pop sticks. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I thought it was the greatest toy. Shane, and then you... they went back to wood and freaked me out. Shane, and, and, <laughs> hey, mate, you might, might remember this as well. Some of our, uh, you know, our listeners with a bit more patina on it, so remember. But there was a, uh, a icy pole stick that came out, and it was like a construction piece. Oh like yeah, Carno. Do you yeah. remember that, Shane? Yeah. There was like a there was plastic sticks, and it was like you know, it had like uh, like a kind of a cubist sort of motif to it, and you could stack yeah. it and rack it, and you could mate, make like little towers and stuff. Mate, you could make a, a little boomerang thing yeah, out yeah. of it and throw it yeah, at people. No, yeah, no, I, I remember all that. Yeah. What was, so what even was a, that? Even at primary school, I couldn't even do how they stick them onto bits of paper and stuff like that. I just, nah. Can't Jesus. go near it, even from a little kid. Mate, Jesus. like, you know what? Like, you shouldn't feel bad, though. You're not the first man to uh, freak out over a bit of wood, so that's fine. Uh... <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi. I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts in starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people, and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick. I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. In a a Possibly, I say mm. this possibly, mm. approximately 10 days, we may see the launch of a brand new iPhone. And as we know, enthusiasts of Apple products like to get to the Apple store on George Street and make unnecessary lines for a product. They, <laughs> if they just waited another hour or so, they would not have had to have blown three weeks. To be honest, I can't believe uh, a new Apple product is coming out just as my phones seem to stop working. That's amazing. <laughs> so, good timing. G'day, Apple. 10 days before the possible launch of the next iPhone. Right. And and there's already a bloke camped out the front on George Street. His name is Mazine Karush. He joins us on the line now. Mazine, how are you? Hey, man, I'm good, thanks. Is how are you? Good. Mazin, is it Mazin? Mazin, how do I pronounce your name? Yeah, it's Mazin. Mazin. Mazin, I've got a picture of you, and I'm pretty sure that I met you last year at the front of the Apple Store when I was doing a CrossFit Channel 9's Today <laughs> Show. I wouldn't be surprised because I was there. Why? Why? Uh, different reasons each year, man. Um, last year I was here for the phone. This year I'm here recording videos for YouTube, man. Oh, right. So uh, yeah. you, you, have your, you have your own site, is that right? Yeah, so I've got a tech YouTube channel, so I do reviews, unboxings on there. And uh, considering Sydney is the first uh, Apple store in the world to get the iPhone, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would want to see that content live and first. Yeah, that's exciting. Now, do you feel a bit of pressure when you're opening the box and you're filming it to be excited? Or if you're not excited, if you're a bit disappointed, do you kind of give out the true emotion? Man, there's a lot of pressure, but it's not about the excitement. There's some pressure about dropping the phone on camera. <laughs> right. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. Well, uh, Mazin, you're, you're waiting to get what has been uh, coined the iPhone X, which is the new high-end version of the iPhone. Is that correct? Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, man, that's correct. If that's the premium phone, I mean, there's a bit of, you know, there's some differences. Some are saying the iPhone X, the iPhone edition, but whatever that phone is, that's the one that I'm going for. Yeah, I think Hamo and I are going to wait for a couple of generations until the iPhone XXX comes out. and then <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the first, first nudie iPhone. Yeah, it's got a very special vibrate option. Yeah, it's not, it's not a, quite a smart phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's got daddy, it's the, if it, it's the phone with daddy issues. Yeah, it's yeah. got some problems. That's, well, a, that's the one. I don't think strip. you'll be getting that from the Apple store, man. Oh, yeah, no. right. No, no, no. You know why? You get it from Mason. a knockoff. What are you hoping for with the new phone? Is, are there any features that you're, you're, you're hoping to get with this new iPhone X? Yeah, man, there's a, there's a lot of uh, small upgrades, but I think the main one is the new screen. Uh, for a lot of people, it doesn't really make a difference, but for a tech freak, you know, seeing a 
screen that is a lot clearer than the old ones. They've got a bezel-less display, facial recognition for the first time, man. Um, so that, that's kind of what I'm waiting for. Other than that, battery life would be good. Yeah. Samsung's beating them in that domain. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm. And right. also, I was reading uh, recently, Mazen, and I, I don't know if you can help me out with this. I've heard that the yeah. police are not going to be happy with the new iPhone because it's going to be harder for them to get encrypted uh, messages out of. Is, is that a fact or is that just people, you know, doing a bit of a beat up? Well, the thing is, it's, uh, it's already pretty difficult. I mean, there was a massive case. I'm sure you guys would have known with uh, the FBI and Apple trying to get, yeah. you know, they were trying to get into that. Um, it, it's a bit difficult because of, you know, private rights and Apple doesn't disclose any of that. So I don't think it's going to be a step up. It's just going to be the same thing, which is already pretty high-end encryption. Well, listen, Mason, you've got only 10 days left sitting there at the front did, of did the Apple Store. Did you say only? Yeah, only mm. 10 days left <laughs> at the front of the Apple Store on George Street with mixed weather. Some days it's going to be warm, some days it's going to be raining, mate. So I hope you're prepared for all conditions, sport, because currently due to Thank climate you. change, it could be anything. So, mate, best of luck. And we may speak to you again live from George Street, mm. Apple Store. Not a problem. Good on you, champ. Take Thanks, it Baz. easy. See you, mate. Joined this afternoon by comedian Justin Hamilton, and we just saw footage of a, of a light plane flying into a tree, and we laughed, and we went, oh, hang on, we should probably check to see if they were injured. And <laughs> they did. went, and they said, not injured. We went, oh, Yeah, I know. I did exactly lucky. the same thing, because it just kind of looked a bit funny. It was like some yeah. kind of... Like it was a novelty thing, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Oh, oh. And then, and then it said he was 79, and I thought, we oh. are the worst people ever. And then he said, no injuries. And I went, oh, well. That's Add good. a little uh, Australia's Funniest Home Videos no. uh, track to it, and it'd be great. Uh, you know what it is? It's just Harrison Ford's out for the day. He's just gone out. That is not what we're talking about now. Uh, yeah. As we like to do uh, once a week with Hamo, mm. we like to do a little bit of a quiz. We yeah. have a, a quiz um, of a different nature every mm. week. I don't, there's, this is a blind quiz. I never know what they are. In that you've had a few beforehand or? I'm um, usually, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, sure. I, I, we're going to call it under the weather quiz. Yeah. But, yep. yeah. Uh, we ha- we've got a different name for it. It's called Merrick's done no research or even bothered to ask his producers what the name but of the quiz, quiz is. But that's good. Because right. then it's even <laughs> it's a really hard acronym to do. Yeah. Uh, it's even footing for both of you. Uh, quickly, yeah. before we get to the quiz, though, the RFS, Rural Fire, Sur- Fire Service, has just released um, a statement saying that tomorrow there's going to be hot, dry, gusty winds, a severe fire danger for the greater Sydney area. Total so, fire ban? Is it a total fire ban? I would, I would assume so, yeah. Well, if, severe if fire it danger. Here's an idea. Don't light fires. It'll yep. help them out if you don't. So don't. All right. Yep. Don't even put on any tracks by the doors in case light no. yep. fire comes on. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Hey, what? what? Oh, oh, I've just been—I've just been given the heads up from our news desk that it is yes, it's a total fire ban. Oh yes, oh, okay. I heard that's, that. That was yeah. that's the voice of whoa. What that is? What that is? It felt like God there, but what it is right. is it's Sasha Tannock, our very responsible newsreader. It is God jumping in because we're behaving like idiots on the radio it's and God. clarifying the details for it's us. It's almost like we needed a grown up to get us back on yeah. track. Yeah, what are we talking exactly about? What? Okay, quiz, hammo, <laughs> quiz, ding. We're doing a quiz. Merrickville's food quiz. Food quiz. I brought I some Katy Perry in there for I'm you, man. I'm comfortable with this music. Yeah, hang on. I feel like <laughs> no, I'm, uh, should no. have a chuppa chump and be dancing with someone that I don't really know at four in the no, morning. No, 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 I'm, I'm okay, not, I'm, not com- I'm not comfortable with this music. All what's right. that? What is I'll it? bring it down. What is it? No, it's, that's man. Katy Perry's song, Bon Appetit. There is nothing about that that I'm comfortable <laughs> why, with. Why, why, why is Katy Perry on Triple M? That's no, weird. This is because with these quizzes, Hammer, I love right. throwing in music that I know will annoy Merrick. Oh, I'm man. seriously thinking about just calling off the whole day. Okay. Really? Yeah. I'm just going to ring up the boss and say, I'm sorry. Mate, put on three tracks by Led Zeppelin in the second hour. That'll cover it. (laughs) We're doing a quiz because the Fine Food Australia event is on at Darling Harbour at the moment. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, good. So go down and check it out if you can. Uh, not sure. Okay. All right. Get a check. (laughs) Mess will be down there. Let's check with Sash. Sash, if you're listening, is it a free event? Sash, is it a free event? She stopped listening. Yeah, she's she switched to Nova. Right. Um, but <laughs> two of us. so what I've got for you guys here is I'm going to read you one at a time. Uh, I'm oh. going to read you your uh, menu, oh. and you've got to tell me what cuisine you're eating. Okay? Right. So um, I'll give you an entree, main, maybe a drink, maybe a dessert, and you've got to tell me which country from the world we are sampling this menu. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, First good. up, Hammer, you're the guest, so we will um, we'll start with you. Good, because this is this is going to make us all hap- uh, hungry. You know that. Oh, yeah, just before five o'clock, go. this is perfect time. Go. Your entree is deep fried testicles. G'day. Oh. Your main is pickled pig feet. Right. And your dessert is jelly mixed with marshmallows and fruit. Where in the world are you eating? Hang on, what was that? Sorry, what was that last one? Because I kind of blacked jelly. out a little bit after the first two. <laughs> jelly mixed with marshmallows and fruit. Where in the world are you eating? Ooh. Uh. 
so I feel like this has come straight from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am, oh, you know what? This is actually a bit hard because oh. I don't want to suggest places that then accidentally make me sound racist. <laughs> well, so, that's on you. Okay. Uh, well, no, I'll have a crack. Asians love that stuff. Well, I'm going to oh, say wait, it's wait, Indonesia. Wait, 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 wait. Justin Hamilton, what's your answer? I was going to say Papua New Guinea. Really? Papua well, Guinea. I was going to say Indonesia. But We're in the States. America. We're in America. America. Why are they yeah, doing that in America? Oh, uh, you know what they call them? What they call them the um, prairie, prairie the deep oysters. Fried, deep fried testicles yeah, are Rocky Mountain oysters. That's right. Right. Uh, in Canada, they're known as prairie oysters, mess, oh, and sorry. that uh, jelly mixed with marshmallow and fruit is ambrosia salad. No, that's all. That's that. That's all disgusting. And then if you're out there eating uh, deep fried testicles, make sure you're not anaphylactic because uh, <laughs> that nut allergy is the worst. Well done. That's a nut allergy yeah. I have. Right, yeah. I can't eat those nuts. I'm not even joking. I've, I've eaten brains. Right. I've eaten. I've eaten cockroaches and worms, right. everything like that. The thing I can't go at is them. Cannot, yeah. Okay. Cannot and will not. Yeah, Merrick, nah. here's your menu. Yes. Entree of thinly sliced raw horse meat with soy sauce, ginger, and onion dipping sauce. Ooh. A main. The sperm sack of a male cod. What? Served raw and cooked. Oh. Um, and to wash it all down, I've got your Pepsi ice cucumber flavor. Oh. I've got to say Japan. Correct. Oh. Well done. You yeah. know, this song, uh, I liked it as a kid. And then when I grew up and realised what it was about, I liked it even more. What is it about? What's, it about to, what's the song about? Oh, no. You don't know what this song no, is about? No, I don't. No, stop it. Oh, no, I don't. Stop I it. I genuinely don't. It's, uh, it's a euphemism from when we were young, a long time ago, so it's not an appropriate euphemism, for having fun by yourself with a picture in the dark. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's yeah. move on. I, you know, <laughs> when I do the gesture with my hand, it makes more yeah. sense, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know, but when you do the gesture, can you just oh, move oh, it from oh. your face? <laughs> <laughs> We're in our 40. Hamo. We're on radio. Oh, no. oh, hang on. I thought we'd finished. Hamo. I thought we were playing three tracks by Led Zeppelin. You thought we'd finished. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, oh, okay. Stop. This is a disaster. Hammo, Let's here's get your this second, is a food quiz. Here's your oh, second oh, I'm menu. I'm at these quizzes. <laughs> your second menu, Hammo. Your entree is a festy cock, which is a delicious pancake comprised mainly of oats as opposed to standard pancake batter. What did you, you say? That is, what is that sentence? That's what it's called. I oh, called a what? A festy cock. Right. The main is a sheep's liver, heart, and lungs mixed together with beef, oatmeal, onion, cayenne, pepper, and other spices packed into a sheep's stomach and boiled. Ah. And your dessert is a battered Mars bar. Where ah. are we well, eating? Easy. Well, that's got to be uh, the UK. Ah, Scotland? No, no. Yeah. yeah. You got that. Sorry. Well done. Yeah. Mate, no wonder the Scots are furious. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, right, well, can done. you say that first sentence again? It's, it's they, in, you know, in the same way there's weird named desserts, like a spotted dick in Australia, there's a, right. there's a dessert or there's a pancake in Scotland called a festy cock. Oh, wow. Oh, that's what it's called. Mate, so, imagine that. Blood sausage haggis is good. You like that stuff? <laughs> no. Oh, I love that stuff. Mate, it's I, good, mate. Blood right. sausage is good. Mez, you can win it, <laughs> it here. It's good. I know it looks weird and it's made out of blood and oats and stuff like that. But, <laughs> and sausage. Man, yeah, but it tastes good when you eat it. Is it? Oh, love the stuff. Merrick, right. you, can, Merrick you can win it here if right. you get this one. Right. <laughs> Your right. entree? Yep. Sheep's balls sliced and grilled Why with lemon so and parsley. Why is there so much knack and this? What is going on, What are you trying to tell us I here? feel like Liam's you flirting. Like you Merrick. <laughs> It's fair to say HR and the IT department on. are onto my Google search history right, when I was preparing yeah. this quiz. If you say this is dinner at my place, I'm going to get... Yeah. All right, go. The entree is sheep's balls sliced and grilled with lemon and parsley. The main is a head of a calf served with a mustard mayonnaise and the side garnish of a coxcomb, which is the frills on the head of a rooster. France. Correct. Man, you know your terrible meals. No, it was, the, it was the lemon and butter and parsley. Right. The frogs love that stuff. <laughs> They're nutty for it. They are. like, And, and also, too, sheep's nuts. Nutty for those. Nutty. <laughs> nutty for nut nuts. Oh, my God. France, that was all right. So well, hang on. What was that middle one? Um, the head of a calf served yeah. with mustard mayonnaise. Baby cow? Like, yeah. What, 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 what arsehole was saying I need a baby cow's head? Mm, probably, well, people in France. Probably the, <laughs> yeah. probably the people who've eaten the veal. Yeah, veal. Right. Mm. Oh, man. That yes. is... Man, that is... Drop me down. That is a. This is a terrible way to go. I barely eat meat. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 
borderline vegetarian if I had a little bit more strength of character. Yeah, but... and I think if you were just kind of teetering on it, after all that nut talk, I reckon you go straight into Veggie Camp. <laughs> I'm Justin done. Hamilton, always a pleasure to see you, mate. I'll catch you next week. Oh, yeah, and uh, for anyone oh, in Sydney... Oh, you uh, gigs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, appearing at the Sydney Opera House uh, this Saturday as part of the TOEFOP podcast with Will Anderson and Charlie Clawson. Great. A few tickets left if you'd like to come along. Mm. Uh, that's always a sellout, that. What time is it on? Uh, it's, uh, it's at night. <laughs> Okay, that's very <laughs> handy. Yep. And tickets, let me guess, are on the internet? They're on the internet. Aren't we yeah. helpful? We're the best. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The next billion seconds are the most important in human history as technology transforms the way we live and work. The smartphone, barely a decade old, has given billions access to information and capacities they've never had before. It's changing what we can do, and it's changing the shape of the future. So what does that future look like? Hi, I'm Mark Pesci, the host of The Next Billion Seconds, a new show on Podcast One. Join me as I speak to some of the brightest minds shaping that world, the people who are spending their lives forming that future. We'll hear about their work in helping shape those next billion seconds. Listen at podcastone.com.au or on the Podcast One app. Always a pleasure, Sydney. This is an interesting talkback topic today we're going to do. UK research has revealed that one in five parents admit to buying their kids a device, so like a you know iPad or a tablet or something, to keep them busy so that they can sleep in late. One in five? Mate, try five and five. <laughs> my kids, I don't give it. There's nothing on those iPads that my kids can learn from. I don't care about that. It is all about Saturday and Sunday mornings. Go and play with your iPad. Just don't talk to mum and dad mm. because mum and dad want to have a sleep. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised there's only one in five that have admitted to it. It doesn't mean you're a bad parent. It just means that you need to have some sleep. My daughter is only one, so she's actually not at the age yet of using devices. Mm. But uh, I can tell you that the moment she figures out how to, uh, you know, swipe right oh. and unlock a device, she will be getting one. Oh, absolutely. I, and I don't have a problem with it. Nine in ten, same research company said nine in ten parents admitted relying on tablets to babysit their kids when they were too busy to entertain them. A hundred percent. Do it all the time. Mm. I, in my house, my kids, they've both got uh, an iPad each because they're sport rotters, as my old man would have called them. Um, but they uh, have a device each because uh, if they were to try and share, somebody would die. Mm. They, uh, during the week, Monday to Friday, no, no use. No, no devices? I, nah, nah, no devices. Because otherwise, my son particularly, he just will just go into a K-hole. Um, and just, no, seriously, man, they just, you know... Dan TDM, all these things. You'll you'll learn about them, Liam, as you get older. You've there's, lost me. There's painful people right. on, on YouTube who talk about video games and Minecraft and all this. There's a whole world there. Anyway, so Monday to Friday, no. On weekends, knock yourselves out, kids. Device particularly city. In the morning, in the morning mm. get up early. Now, here's the interesting thing. They've, they're talking about parents just sleeping in. Because it is like you get the Friday and Saturday. Parents, you want to have a sleep in, for God's sake. You're only human. But the only thing, too, is this is the big one. Using the device to get yourself a little bit of alone time. Uh. It is the new thing. That is the new thing for parents. Mm. When you want to have a little bit of, you know, company time, a mm. little bit of time with your partner where your children cannot be around. Mm -hmm. They do not want to see their mother and father like that. Because you guys are playing Monopoly or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So much. Park community chest. Community, oh, the community chest gets opened. Big way and chance. Oh, chance. Mm. Better than a good chance. Mm. Anyway, um, so when that happens, <laughs> iPads are the perfect distraction. I know it's pretty hard to make. sexual. Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't want to say that I'm doing anything that's going to send me directly to jail. That's why, that's why there's never been a sexy version edition of Monopoly. No. You know how they do the theme editions? No. There's never been a sexy one. No, Rolf Harris ones go, go, go direct yeah. to jail. Yeah, that's just every space. Yeah, go he only has one. He only has one place where there's real estate. Anyway, look. Um, little tokens of wobble board. This is the new thing. In the old days, you used to have to create distractions mm. for the kids. You'd have to do things like I've got um, somebody I know. I won't mention who it is because it's my boss. But um, <laughs> he would. He used to start like a, like an Easter egg hunt or a lolly hunt mm. for the kids, right? To distract them so that he could go and have some alone time, some adult time, yep. really quickly. So he'd go out in the yard and just 
chuck lollies all through the yard and go, kids, guess what we're doing today? And they go, what, Dad? We're doing a lolly hunt. And the kids go, amazing! This is all time. And they run out the back and they're looking for lollies everywhere. And even if they find all the lollies, they still keep looking. That is more than enough time to get some work done yeah, yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah. Just shut that door. Preferably put some margarine on the it's handle wrong. so it takes them a little bit longer, just in case. Do you know what I mean? Just in case things take a little well, bit longer. Because they don't understand it. what do not disturb the sign out the front means. They don't know what the sock on the doorknob no, means. They no. don't know. They don't understand any of those clues. No, 100%. So you have to carve this time out for yourself. Yes. One triple three five three. Tricks of the trade. Let's all help each other out. We've done this countless times this year and it works really, really well. People in Sydney helping other people in Sydney, right? And this oh. is tricks of the trade for how you can get some alone time with your partner. Now, it might have been something that you've done in the past mm-hmm. where, you know, you've got an idea. Like I said, you throw lollies out there, have an Easter egg hunt, distract mm. the kids. They're away for a period of time. And then before you know it, you've got weird sex noises. No, 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 no. I, I, have, I have a boombox <laughs> and I play that. It's, it's weird. <laughs> Let's not, go, let's not go into how... But, yeah, aside from... Because most parents or a lot of parents would use the devices these days to distract the kids. Oh, yeah, but what did you kids. have to do before the device? Yeah, exactly. Maybe you use something before. Maybe you do something now. Maybe you've got a special way. Maybe it's like, oh, Frozen's on. <laughs> Frozen's a good hour and a half. But the problem is, you see, I can't use Frozen as a distraction in my house because my daughter loves it, mm. but old mate, he doesn't care for it. Oh. So that's only half the problem, you so see? You, so you, what do you do there? You need them to remake Frozen Cross cars, pirates of the Caribbean. Ah, pirates of the Caribbean. But then ah. again, then they don't understand something. They've got to ask a question. No questions. We don't have questions during movies. Sorry, but all questions must be submitted by, by post it under the door. No, but unwrite. Put them requested writing and mail it to the house. One triple three five three. Tricks of the trade. So you need to get some alone time with your partner to make sure the kids are preoccupied somewhere else. Give us a call. Sydney, helping out. Sydney, giving us some tips. One triple three five three tricks to get some alone time with your mm. partner because apparently uh, one in five parents admit to buying their kids a device to keep them busy so they can sleep in late. Read, have sexual relations. That was probably unnecessary for me to cut. I think it was inferred, yeah. Uh, but that is actually the fact because they are. They're a great distraction. I'm going to admit to something, Liam. Uh, my son wanted, um, he wanted to get, uh, a game like a, a, you know, from, um, the iTunes store, uh, you know, I don't know what it was, something for his iPad. Mm. And he often syncs up with his sister. They can both get it and then they can play joint games or whatever. Anyway, I said, yeah. no, cause he, you know, he gets a lot and I go, mate, you, you gotta know, you can't have everything you ask for. It's just not the way the world works. So I tried to, anyway, then on a Friday night, I went, oh, daddy might need a special lie down in the morning. He'll be might be very tired. Mm. So what I did is I downloaded the game onto their iPads. Nice. And then when they woke up in the morning with their cheery little faces that I didn't want to see, I said, guess what? I downloaded that game for you guys. And they've gone, oh, dad, you're the best. See ya. You're gone. I want you for two hours. You don't understand what I can get done in two hours. Genius. Because... Everything I can get done in two minutes, but I just in a longer period of time. Now I don't I don't need any of these techniques yet because my daughter's only one, so she's not yet a pain in the ass. But my mum disclosed something she used to do to my brother and I when we were kids on our birthdays. And it, well, particularly the birthdays, what she would do, we'd have these parties. Everyone would give us these presents. She would just. Take half the presents, put them away. Put them away. So then the rainy day comes, or when mum needed a bit of a lie down. Oh, God. Oh, she's don't just going, you, like you boys have been so good. Oh. Here's some. Here's a present that you won't remember you received six months ago on your actual birthday. I'm sorry, but the way you are talking about Mrs. Flanagan right now <laughs> is making me very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable, Liam, and I would ask that you well, would stop, stop sketching talking it. about Mrs. Flanagan in those sexual terms. It's not making okay. me feel... We've got callers on the line. Michael so. and Kilcare, hello. Hello, mate. How are you? Uh, a bit sick from Liam talking about his mother's sexual proclivities, but other than that, um, I'm okay. Michael, what is a, what's a tip to try to, you know, get a little bit of alone time with your partner? So we've got a, a six- and a seven-year-old uh, daughters, so we, uh, depending on what time of year it is, maybe around Easter or Christmas time, Oh, Mummy and Daddy have got to make a FaceTime call to the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus just to uh, let him know if you're still on the good books oh, or not. So, genius. Take a bit of time. Ooh, and that by FaceTime, genius. you probably need 
a computer to do that, Michael, you sicko. <laughs> oh, Michael, you did not help your case with that laugh, mate. <laughs> That's a great one. That's a good one, though. Yeah. Because yeah, the face the, the kids are scared then. Yeah. They don't 100%. want to interrupt. No, why would, no. <laughs> no, they don't want to interrupt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They don't want to see that FaceTime. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, that yeah, face, I, I get, that face I, is grimacing. No, I, I get what you mean. That face is, yep. oh, it's gurning. Yep. It's not right. It's Michael, great, stick around like, because uh, we've actually got a couple of tickets to give away to the GWS final against West Coast at Spotless Stadium this Saturday. So you might be the person oh, we're going to give it to the best caller here. Absolutely. That is going to be a cracking game. And that's a brilliant stadium to go and watch AFL. I've got Greg and Jural. Hello, Greg. How are you, Merrick? Love the show, mate. Oh, thank you very much, mate. Thanks for saying that, and thanks for being a part of it. What do you do to try and get a bit of alone time with your missus? Well, it was a long time ago. I'm a bit older now. My daughters are now 22 and 18. But back in the day, the Wiggles were pretty big. Yeah. Me and my missus, we never had a, we had a VCR. We never had a collection of pornos. But the Wiggles were... <laughs> The Wiggles was our pornos. So what you, what you do, hang on, when you say that it's come out wrong, I'm not going to lie, Greg, there's a lot yeah. of people right now who want to put you on a watch list. Uh, what, you, <laughs> what you're saying is that you would put on a VHS tape of the Wiggles oh, and then absolutely. you would, yeah, and then you disappear. If if the missus gave me the wink in the eye, mm-hmm. I'd say, I'll just go and slip a porno into the VCR, darling. Yeah. Yeah, and I you... actually live in the same suburb as Greg Page, the Yellow Wiggle. Yeah, I met him at Round Corner Woolworths a couple of years ago. Shook hands with him, and I explained exactly the same sort of thing. And yeah. he just doubled over laughing. I bet. Been around the world two times. He said our videos have never been described in that fashion. Yeah, mm. that's because you've taken it too far, yeah. Greg. But having said that, you know, <laughs> Greg just go, wakes up in the in the morning on a Saturday morning uh, with his big red car. Yeah, he just wants to he just wants to get driven. Yeah, got a couple of hot potatoes. Yeah, oh, two hot potatoes and a big red car, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> big red thing. Okay, okay, okay no, we, all right, Greg. I think, I think we've all gone all too right, far. Greg, yeah, we've... every one of us has gone too far. There. Hello, Mike in Beverly Park. Oh, good day, Liam. Hey, Merrick, oh, how you going? Mike, Mark, you bloody legend. Oh, look at Liam playing as a rat. He's that's, got a little mention on the radio. That's number two. Well done. Good, good. Good to see. Mike, uh, what yep. do you do to try and get yourself a little bit of a, a long term? Uh, no, this is kind of, um, yeah, well, this is what my parents did. Back when I was six years old, um, back in 91, one of our teachers was on sale with Century that night. And uh, we had a couple of friends around to watch it with us. And um, they made us watch it in their bedroom. And they went and chilled out on the couch. And, you know, we were watching it. It was great. And then he actually won. We ran out into the lounge room to um, tell my parents that he won. No, oh, no. And as we said it, they were kissing in the nude in the dark. Oh, no. Kissing in the nude oh, no. in the dark? Oh, no. That's, that, that's, that's what we told everyone at school. And we oh, didn't no. know what else was going on. But, um, you told people at school? They, um, we told everyone because there were other kids from school at our place. So we all, you know, ready. And he won. He won. Oh, and, um... Yeah, mum and dad won too. <laughs> oh, sale of the century! Because it only ever happens once every hundred years, which is why, Mike. Hey, Mez, I think um, for Mike to be scarred like that, and because yep. he said good day to me when he answered the phone, yep. um, what about we give him a couple of tickets to CGWS v West Coast this Saturday night, Spotless Stadium? Can you get oh, along? Yeah. Can you get along, Mike? Mike, that's a couple hundred bucks. Oh, worth, yeah. That's that's a couple hundred bucks worth of entertainment. I don't know how much the tickets are, but I still reckon it's a, it's a couple hundred bucks worth of entertainment. Oh, bloody oath. I could get along to that. Yeah, sure. Good as gold, Well mate. done. Tickets are worth $35, and you can get them at <laughs> afl.com.au. But to me, that's $200 worth of value. Enjoy it, mate. And I've just said to my next guests off air, the show's pretty loose, boys. Mm. It's pretty loose, uh, which is the way we describe it in all terms, particularly on air, as I welcome to the show for the very first time the two hosts of the Little Dum Dum Club, which is a fantastic podcast that I listen to quite regularly. Carl Chandler, Tommy Dasselow, welcome to the studios, boys. Hey, hey, thanks for having us, Merrick. Great to have you here. Now, um, I know we're just talking off air that you're familiar with the Triple M Studios because you abused um, our <laughs> facilities here. <laughs> we were some in some way employed to come in here at one stage and then mm-hmm. they they told us to leave and never come back and then we they didn't take the key off us. So we kept 
kept coming back for 12 months until Mate. they sent us a lot of demanding emails. You've got to take the swipe cards when you sack people. You've got to yeah. take the swipe cards back. Mate, you're telling me I was here, I got sacked, went to Today FM, came back again. <laughs> same Three pass. Three years later, same pass. Hell yeah. 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 No one let us in today. We just let ourselves in. Exactly. That's what you do. You just We're keep rolling here. up. People just the just same. Go, oh, are you doing drive again? And I go, yeah, I'm doing drive. And they go, oh, okay. Who, who cleared that? And I go, oh, it's cleared by Greg. He said, <laughs> the Greg same disgusting here. lanyard you've had for your entire radio career. <laughs> yeah, I just keep moving on, staying with it. Boys, I was listening to uh, the Little Dum Dum Club this morning, and you had um, my good friend, uh, Dilruk Jai Singer, who's. Uh, for people who listen to Merrickville, you might hear him sometimes on Fridays. He's a terrific bloke. Uh, but mm. you also had Sam Destiari, of course, the the politician. That's who... it. We broke both their careers. Yeah. Dilruk Jai Singh is a comedy character that we invented <laughs> that we've kind of been trotting out for it's a bit It's a now. little bit racist, but it seems to be working. <laughs> it, it really is because you guys are so white. And I've, I've never actually met the real Dilruk. And I just assumed that he was Sri Lankan when you told me he was. <laughs> Uh, but Sam Destiari is a politician, and you'd expect a different type of caliber of language than what I uh, received when listening to the little dum dum yeah. club. Yeah, it's one of those things with podcasts where people think, oh, no one listens to any of this, so Bingo. we can say whatever we want, mm. and then we go, we gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the middle of recording that thinking, this is going to be the one that make the, makes the papers. Yeah, that's, gonna be awesome. that's all we want to do. We want to get in the papers, thanks to the wrong thing that some celebrity has said on our show. But no matter what people say, we can't quite get in the paper about it. Well, it's an incredible thing about podcasts. I mean, I've, I've guessed on um, podcasts sometimes, and it is that sense that you, it's so disarming that you hear people speak really truthfully and honestly. I mean, obviously, I haven't done it on the th- 360-odd episodes that you've had comedians on, <laughs> on uh, now, the little Dum Dum Club. Now, we have asked you, oh. but I do love the complaint from a millionaire radio host that he hasn't been on a free podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> you told us a story off air that had a fair few C-bombs in it. Yeah. Is that, was that you auditioning to be on our podcast? Yeah, we did record that. Do you want us to play it back into the mics now? Mate, it's not going to do me any harm. It's only going to raise my credentials around here. But people, people are very disarming this. I, I encourage people to go and have a listen to Little Dum Dum Club and go back and have a listen to uh, some favourites of people they might hear on the show here. So, for example, uh, my good friend Lawrence Mooney, Moon Man, uh, he's been on your podcast several times and uh, we did one last year with uh, Fiona O'Lock and he's been on a few times with Fiona, actually. Yes. Mm. And it's really like, it's quite compelling because even though people would hear somebody like Moon Man on this show and they go, oh, I know Lawrence Mooney, then you hear uh, people in a podcast and it becomes a completely kind of different sense of who that person is. Well, I mean, Mooney's the only one that that's really true for, yeah. that you get the real <laughs> extra sense of, but yeah. Yeah, um, here's, here's more... the tip, he gets looser. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's more. It's so, those episodes are a bit more Australian story than Australian story. Like they, yeah. we, we're trying to be funny, and Mooney's coming in there just saying all these awful things. We're like, all right, we're having one of those episodes. Yeah, I think he thinks we're like a confession booth or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it is. It's kind of revealing. And Fiona O'Loughlin, uh, who people might know, is a very, very well-known comedian who's battled alcoholism. And it's funny when you hear. You know, it is some, funny, isn't it? <laughs> 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 she talks about how her liver shut down and she died from yeah. alcoholism. And then I'm sitting there listening and <laughs> and Moon Man teases her about addiction. And I'm going, <laughs> that's funny. And I go, oh my God, that's a human person's life. Yeah, yeah what's, see, what's your point? This is just our day-to-day lives now. So we've become acclimatised to it where we don't find it weird anymore. But you, no, you're right. Like, we put those episodes out going, oh, this might be the end of the podcast because what, we don't know what people expect, but we put those out going, oh, sorry, everyone. And everyone came back and went, that's the best thing you've ever done. Yeah. So you, it's just this is just this weird thing that, that podcast uh, people are into. They just want the, the truth. They want it deep. They want hard. They want, yeah. You, obviously, we're still talking about yeah. Lawrence Mooney. <laughs> In those terms, we all know that we are talking about... About Lawrence Mooney there. <laughs> I'm joined this afternoon by Carl Chandler and Tommy Dasolo from the Little Dum Dum Club uh, podcast. Boys, stick around. We'll have a bit of a chat about your trip to Thailand where you had a sex change. Oh, no. <laughs> this weekend, the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival is on in Sydney, uh, being hosted at the Sydney Opera House, an incredible venue, obviously, we're all familiar with. And uh, somebody will be performing, uh, my two guests, from the Little Dum Dum Club uh, podcast, which you can see on iTunes. Find it there. Uh, I've got Carl Chandler and Tommy Dasolo in the studios with me. Uh, boys, this uh, this will be your first gig performing at the Sydney Opera House, I imagine? No, I think it's like the twentieth time we've right. done it. At this, point. Right. So this is the first. This is the first comedy. The rest has been opera. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty spectacular venue, the Opera House. Have you been inside the actual Opera House itself? I mean, are you boys, are you, you know, you're from Melbourne. 
Um, mm. Have you been inside the opera house? I've used the toilets in the foyer once <laughs> when I was walking past and I got a bit sick. But apart oh. from that, no, I've never been in. Yeah, I've, I've, used, I've, I've used, used the performed... toilets outside on the sales, but <laughs> I, I was arrested for it. So Yeah, I have performed inside and it was a little bit the same as what Tommy did in the toilets, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll actually, on stage. I'll actually be uh, performing myself on Thursday night um, at the same time as you guys because you, you boys will be performing at the Opera House and you can get tickets through the Opera House uh, for the Little Dum Dum Club. But I'll be on at the same time also for Just for Laughs but in another room where they'll be filming it for television. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's the thing we're doing on Friday night. So yeah. we're oh, getting no. to do both. <laughs> oh. Well, it's, it's the comedy channel. So is that TV? I'm not sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's hosted by Tommy Little. So does it count? Does it count? Uh, what doesn't no. that bloke host these days? Uh, comedy. Um, <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow, I love this show. That's Tell us get when this starts going to air, guys, by oh, the way. Oh, that's get, that's going to get give back. Give us the red light. Yeah. You boys, you recently did something very interesting. You uh, crowd funded a podcast where you guys went to Koh Samui for a podcast festival. 15 mm-hmm. grand you got uh, funded to take Dilruk Jaisinger and uh, Tom Ballard, another friend of the show as well. Yeah, um, Dilruk Jaisinger, most of the money went to excess baggage to get him on the plane. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> He's found his stride. <laughs> we're, we're really not holding back now. Who else, who else do we like that we can make out to be bad people? You name him. Yeah. We'll drag him through the yeah. mud. You set him up. Well, okay. Uh, no, Tom- we did we did go to Thailand. We did yep. go to Thailand. We made up a thing called the Koh Samui Podcast Festival, mm. which we made sound like a real thing. It's not a real thing. No. We had one podcast at the festival. It was us. us. We were the directors of it. Mm. So we, we, we made it sound like some prestigious thing that you could sort of enter for. You couldn't. It was just us. We got 100 people from all around the world, listeners, to spend thousands of bucks to come over and see us basically uh, muck around it and do a podcast next to the pool every day. Yeah, we did one incredible. podcast that ended with us doing a huge bomb into the pool. Yeah, so yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah security is, tried to stop us. Well, I follow you guys, and I saw that you were going to Koh Samui for this podcast first, and I went, wow, podcast festival in Koh Samui. That's kind of, that's kind of a bit... That's a bit dangerous. And, the, and yeah. I'm just going, wow, that's really kind of cool. I suppose the big people from all around the world, they can go to Koh Samui. Oh, I see what they've done. This is a trick. <laughs> They're just going to go there because they want to get loose in yeah. Thailand. Everyone in my family was convinced that we just did it as some kind of like tax scam or something. So yeah. if anyone from the ATO is listening, I do want to assure them it's all above board. Yeah. No, yeah. We, did do, we did do these podcasts next to the pool, so like during the daylight. So oh, literally, you know, you know, like uh, at a comedy gig when you have walkouts, we literally had swim there were people swimming <laughs> away from the podcast. Why? Just breaststroking yeah. out of yeah. there slowly. I know that you guys also once did a gig um, in a McDonald's uh, party room. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, we, we did. We did. We did a, a, a birthday party for Nick Cody. I think you've had Nick Cody on the show yes, before. Yes. Um, and so we sold tickets for people to come and see us at the McDonald's party room, except we Amazing. didn't tell anyone from McDonald's that we were doing <laughs> anything like that. So we're charging money for them to come into the party room. We've, we're all mic'd up. We've got mics up and we're just saying to people, oh, it's a birthday party. We're just, <laughs> we're just doing an hour of speeches. Amazing. <laughs> and now you're on a watch list that prevents you from being anywhere near children. You've got a 150 metre fallback position from any schools. Yeah, and yes. because they weren't anticipating what we were doing, they literally had to unplug the deep fryer to plug some of our equipment in. Yeah. I can't help but feel like we should have told these stories in the other order. Like it would have been more impressive to start with McDonald's and build up to Koh Samui than to go back to the party room. Yeah, yeah that would have been logical, but it's not necessarily the way it's going to work on this show. Boys, you've got your show at the Opera House uh, this weekend. You can get details at the Opera House website. The Little Dum Dum Club is a fantastic podcast hosted by Carl Chandler and Tommy Dasselow. Boys, thanks for coming in and having a chat. Thanks. No Get worries. that stand-up done in that room quick and nip on over to the podcast and you can finally be on. Oh. <laughs> that seems like a backhanded invite. Wow. <laughs> That's like saying to somebody, you know, when you finish sleeping with your partner, come over here and I'll give you a massage. <laughs> Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrick villain. Uh, Merrick villite. Merrick villain. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 Triple M.